Yeah, just in case we we mess something up. Oh, I see. I see you started recording I, there. I see. I see. Oh. Are you, you, you there? It's recording now. All right. All right. So, like, my... It's raining here, it is. It's raining here, too. When I went down for the weekend, uh, Sunday, my parents went to the Brewers game. And they got... Huh? Where did they go? The Brewers game. Or at least Milwaukee. I thought they said they went to a Brewers game. They went to a Brewer game, you said? Yeah. Okay. And they got um, two hats. Like one for my dad. And then they just got an extra hat. And I don't know if I was supposed to take it, but I did. But you took it with you. Yep. And now I have this lovely little rain hat that I wore today just because I felt like wearing a hat. And it started to rain. You need to speak up, son. All right. So I accidentally wore, I just wore a hat today because I wanted to wear a hat and it happened to rain and I was like, thank goodness I got this hat. Wow. If I was a Southern Baptist, I'd say God is good. God is good. It's great. Yeah. Have you? Those those anti-abortion protesters on your campus would agree. That's right. One dude, before it got too intense, one dude was just, like, preaching, like, yo, Jesus, like, it's a good day, salvation. And, like, I I agree with um, with that kind of, like, thing. I agree with, like, just getting out there and being, like, word I God. can't hear you. Oh, my God, dude. Your internet sucks. I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah. I am, but you... I'm deep-throating this mic right now. So you can hear you need, me. You need to. It's like it was cutting out. Oh, okay. Then that's like internet, and hopefully it gets better. It is campus Wi-Fi, so it can be rough. Yeah, fingers crossed. So what was this guy yelling at you? No, he was just like he was just. Like preaching very loudly, like, oh, it's the day of salvation. Like, come to Christ and everything's cool. And, like, I think that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. Some people think that's like shoving it down their throats, and I, like, get that. It can come off as aggressive. But, like, you also have to remember that in the minds of Christian people, that's not my fault. I'm, I just say this mic is four inches down my throat right now. I'm doing the best I can. Don't yell at me. Don't take this out on me. I'm not taking it out on you. I'm sorry. Don't you dare. Let me let me try and get a little closer to the mic. Hold on. That. Oh my god. I ended up swallowing the mic because I had to get that close to it. You're such a child. I'm sorry. What have you been up to, uh, j- uh, Jess? I've been going to school. I've been working. Man, getting that cold, hard cash. Sure. You had three douchebags in your class, and now they're they're slowly whittling down? Yes, they're slowly whittling down, and I think after this first test, some more will be gone because... <laughs> 
I don't think they're going to pass. Okay. Are there any other, like, uh, prime candidates in your class who you think will be dropping off pretty soon? Yes. Everybody but me. Every Oh. Is that serious? You think everyone but you will leave this class? There's only seven of us in there now, and I don't think – I think um, there's one other guy who might manage – but the two um, that I discussed before clearly do not have what it takes. And there's three females, and they're nice. But one of them's kind of not nice, and the other one's also kind of not nice. And they're just whiny. They're oh. just whiny. And oh, I just, no. you know, I don't think these kids are going to cut an egg. I just don't. If you got cut ties, you got to cut ties. It's like the Hunger Games out there. The one, um, the one, she just transferred from another school. She transferred from your school. So I think it made her soft, and she's not cut out for this life. My high school? Your, um, your current school, your current college. Why would you, why would you transfer from this school to a more expensive – I don't understand the logic. This is already a four-year school. Maybe, you know, maybe it's the quality of the school. Maybe she wanted something a little more challenging, something a little more uh, um, prestigious. Right, maybe that's it. Maybe she wanted to hang out in the haunted chapel. You know what? The, 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 the chapel is haunted, all right? I'm not, I'm not saying it's not haunted. But honestly, I, I do not know why she transferred. Yeah, that's a weird... Weird move. And like, it happens a lot because the other kid transferred from Green Bay over to my school. So it's like, I don't know. Huh. Maybe. We do have we do have a really good education program. That's, so that's that fair. But like, that's what this school is known for too. It's business and education. Huh? I don't, I, whatever. They prob This school oh, was no. probably too hard for them. And they thought that transferring over would be better. And it's not, honey. And it just isn't. It's not. You're gonna get. You're gonna get hurt no matter where you go. I think they're trust fund babies, to be honest with you. What's that mean? Like I think they were raised with a silver spoon in their mouth. Oh. And yeah, that would make sense. You know. Mm-hmm. Well. What you gonna? What you gonna do? Well, welcome to the Pen Pals podcast. I'm your Pen Pal Egg. With me, as always, is Jess GG Jess. Yep. Yep. Howdy. Hello. Uh, you wanna you wanna hop into this dirty little number? Let's hop on pop, right? Yeah. I wish I could. I miss my pop. I know. I'll be your pop. I'll just pretend to be your dad. Hey, can I? How's it? <laughs> Oh my god, Dad, it's going so good. I'm disappointed in you. Aw, uh, you're you're uh you're spot on. That's actually I wish, were, I wish you were a daughter. You probably would have been more manly. <laughs> well dad, I think that's a little rude. I think I've been I help out at the shop. I mean I I dug that wire for you. Anyway. Anyways. Um we normally like to talk about a book to start off the show, but I wanted to get a little a little twist on it. Uh, I wanted to talk about a, a kind of subgenre of books. It's fairy tales reimagined. So this is like fairy tales in modern day or like 
old classic literature that's got a twist in it. So like Pride okay. and the Pride and the Prejudice and the Undead, I believe, is one. I didn't read it. Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. Oh, did you read it? No, but they made a movie about it a couple years ago. They did. I would like to see that movie because I imagine it's either really good or really not good. The Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Who? What drugs do you have to take to look at the Pride and Prejudice and say, you know what that needs? Zombies. You want to know? I, I don't know. But that's like the guy who's like, oh, let's write a book about Abraham Lincoln, but let's make him a vampire. <laughs> it's like it's like somebody was just really, really bored in their English class and was like, man, I don't know anything that would make this book better. Zombies, maybe. And then he threw zombies in there. You know, that's probably just how it works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are it's some? It's just how it is. What are some of your favorite books that have this like uh, this classic twist on an old story, or this new twist on an old story? Well, probably like I did read Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, or just yeah, I read that. That was a book. Yeah. Oh snap! And then it was a movie. Right, I knew the movie. Um, yeah, I read that one. Um, I read. This isn't really quite the same thing, but I read this book in high school for my AP English class called A Thousand Acres, and it was basically Shakespeare's King Lear set in the 1970s in, like, rural Iowa. So that was pretty interesting. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's really cool. So, yeah, what about you? Well, when I was in middle school, I accidentally picked up this book called Trojan High... And it was this. It was the Trojan War, but told, um, but modern day, and it was about two high schools at a rival football game, and Ooh. it was, it was a cheesy romantic book that was basically Romeo and Juliet as well, and it was oh wow. man. It was probably not good, but it's stuck in my mind for some reason. There you go. That'll do it. That'll do it. Yeah. At the, I think, uh, Nomeo and Juliet. Nomeo and Juliet. That's a classic. I've never, I've never seen that movie. I, or, I don't even know if there's a book. I did see the movie a long time ago. The only thing I can tell you is that they race lawnmowers in it. And Nomeo makes fun of Shakespeare and says that his writing sucks. And that's 100% true. You think Shakespeare's writing sucked? No. Nomeo said that. Well, Nomeo keeps... Oh. Oh, I just dropped the Eppers and the Jeffers. I'm (laughs) taking your role here. That's all right. That's all right. Fun fact, Nomeo does actually get effed. Or he effs. (laughs) It's a deleted scene. Mm Mm-hmm. You have to get access the bonus disc. Right. You don't see anything, but you just, like, you see a curtain, and then behind it, you hear, like, clinking. It's like, clink, clink, clink. Right. 
It's like the scenes in Austin Powers when people think he's pulling like umbrellas out of his butthole. Yes. Yeah. Nice. I can't. Yes. Um. There is a twist from the Alice in Wonderland world. I think it was called the Red Queen, but I yes. don't remember. Red, Red Queen. That was by, uh, Christina Hendricks, I believe. Yes, it was very good. She wrote the. Uh, she wrote that Peter Pan book I talked about before. Oh, she did. Yes, she did. What? I didn't know you read the Red Queen. Yeah. The, or the Did first you? one in the series. Did you or are you telling lies? Why would I've never lied on this podcast? I don't believe you. Uh, well, okay. There was the one time that I said the Avatar episode with the Bloodbender had a scene where the Bloodbender made Aang twerk on Sokka's pee pee. That was a lie. <sighs> that did not happen. I know you you fans out there have probably been searching uh over hill and valley for that clip, but I'm I'm sorry you I deceived you. You're broken trust, Ag. You're broken on trust. I'm sorry, Jess. I'm sorry, listeners. I almost I almost just called you by your real your real name. No, I would figured. Which it is out. really weird because I never call you by that name to begin with. Right. The, I'll tell you what. The weirdest thing about going to college is like, obviously nobody calls me Egg here because it's not it's not a common nickname. But, like, I'll see egg or I'll hear it in the outside world and I'll, like, have to you know remind myself that it's, it's not me. Say that, again. Say, say that again. What? I lost you. Oh. I, like, people don't call me egg here, but I'll see it in, like, the outside world and I'll have to remind myself that, like, oh, yeah, that's a common everyday thing and not just a fun little name for me. It really is. Uh, or like, I have to remind myself that the people here don't know that that's that's my alias. You didn't tell anyone that. No. Oh. That's not a nickname for these people. They haven't earned so that. So I go over there and I start calling you that. They're gonna be like, "What's wrong with this dude?" No, they'll, they'll probably just be like, "Oh, he calls you Egg," and I'll be like, "A lot of people call me Egg, sir." What do they call you? They just call you. That's just what they call you. Mm-hmm. One girl That's calls me. One girl calls me, and uh, well, she, needs, she needs to grow up. Hey, she's a nice lady. Is this, is this the first time that we're discussing your actual name on the podcast? Oh sh! There you have it, folks. Eggs only. <laughs> oh, I totally forgot. Oh, well, it's actually. It's actually. Oh man. You just let the whole can yeah, up. All this out. I think that'd be good because that would really upset some people if you beeped it out. You think I should beep this out? I think it would be funny, yeah. Alright, I'll do it. They'll also hear this conversation, of course. And you'll also want to beep out what I say. No, that wasn't even, I, that's not even a question right there. And that's your entire name. Yeah, that's... So that's going to have to get beeped out. That's the whole Ken Caboodle you just let out of the bag right there. I Sure did. Mm, let's move on to our first game, shall we? Sure. All right. The first game I got is called Reality Check. This is where I look for quotes on unscripted television, such as reality shows or newspapers. And I also look for quotes from books or movies. And our good friend Jess has to guess. You got you to gotta speak up. 
It's reality check. I'm taking stuff from reality TV and quotes from books, and you have to choose which is what. All right. You know, I sense a little bit of an attitude there. It's not my fault. Your school can't afford good Wi-Fi. I'm so, not. Uh, reel it in a little bit. It's not reel attitude. I just. As, as I, your mother would say, you're getting a little peppery there. I just want to make sure oh. you can hear me. So I'm putting a little you more. Got a little bit pepper in your voice. Putting a little more oomph behind the voice. It's not my fault. It sounds like you're talking with your mouth full, you know? All right. Uh, are you are you ready to start? Um, yes. All right. Here is a, here's the first quote. I've got some time and a camera. Why don't you stop by? No. Okay. Was is that, that reality TV? It sure is. It's by an unnamed news reporter while he was interviewing a, a female guest. Yeah, not a great move, bud. I can, kind of creepy. I can think of better ideas than that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Second quote. Some asshole paid me to take out this really great girl. Some asshole. That's reality TV. Uh, nope, that's from the movie 10 Things I Hate About You. You know, the second you said no, I said that's 10 things I hate about you, you know? Uh, and I was right. Uh, do you remember who said that that line? Well, yeah, I think uh, he's no. Yeah? Did you say Heath Ledger? Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. The, the soon-to-be Joker, Heath Ledger. Dead. Dead. Dead as a door now, but Dead we miss me. him. Poor Heath. We love you, buddy. Wherever you are. Yes. Wherever you may be. Great job as a joker. I just watched that. I'm sorry the Olsen twins didn't take better care of you. Was he dating one of the Olsen twins? I don't don't think they were dating, but one of them found him, I think. Oh, crap. Holy Yeah. All right, this one's got... What a mess. this This quote has two people, so just... I'll try and change okay. my voice, but that's what's going on. Okay. Okay. I'll call you back. Feel free not to. I'll call you back. Say it again. I'll call you back. Feel free not to. You what not to? Feel free not to. That's not, that's a movie, right? Yep. Yes, it is. We saw this one together, actually. Yeah, we did. What movie is it? It's Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, yeah. I didn't care for that movie. Yeah, I know. No, I apparently nobody Apparently nobody cared for that movie, so. Well, you did. It's one of your favorites. It's my favorite Marvel movie ever. There you go. The best. Until that Hawkeye standalone comes out. Am I right? <laughs> I'm not even, I'm not going to engage. I'm just, I'm calling an armistice. You can't, we have a, we're going to be talking about Marvel way too much to get into an argument right now. That's true. We're going to be talking pretty soon. Mm -hmm. I got a, I I got a quote for (laughs) you. All right. You ready? Yep. If I leave, I will tear every door off its hinges in this house.
That's Sam from BB20, baby. Yep, that's Sam from Big Brother. If I leave, when I leave, I will take a piece of each of you. It's like when she's not even trying, she's threatening. I know. And but no, it. she was saying, if I leave, I will tear every door off. I will rip these sons of bitches to shreds. Dang. And then she left. But she laughed and she was graceful and I'm a little upset about it. I was really hoping she would have just like curb stopped somebody. Uh, do you think that she packed all of Brett's things with love and care? Respect. Great respect and care. Yeah. Uh, she, you know, say what you will. I love Sam. Mm-hmm. She was crazy. I, she's unpredictable, and I can relate. And I think <laughs> being my friend, my best friend, I think you can relate to how that is. So. Yeah. Yep. No, I liked Sam too. She's the only yeah. thing that kept that house together, though. The other, yep. d- down towards the end, they were all slobs. Yeah, well, they only have nine more days left, so or eight more days left, so whatever. That's crazy. All right, next quote. Deciding between Will and Nicole is like trying to decide between an ingrown toenail and a rash. Oh, I don't know who said it, but that's from Big Brother 2. Yep, yes, you're right. You're 100% correct. I don't know who said it. I thought it was an older dude, but I might be mistaken. Oh, it might have been Ken. It was probably Ken. He's de- he's the only BB brother, big brother alumni who's dead. Oh, he's dead. He died last summer. Yes. Oh. Did they give him a, mem- a memorial for being the first one? No. No. All right. Next quote. Okay. <clears throat> Jesse, your hands up her ass, and you're making her talk. Jesse. Yeah, that's from Big Brother, isn't it? Yeah, that yeah, that is. Do that was his second season, I think. That was that was Mr. Spectacular's second season. Yep. That was Big Brother Eleven. It was said by uh Jeff. Yep. It's pretty awesome, dude. Yeah. I, I like him as a person. He's maybe not the best player. But he's a good person. No, probably not, no. Good guy though. That's true. He got pretty far in his first season. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next. It's amazing. You look like a normal person, but actually you are the angel of death. Ooh, that's a toughie. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Is that reality? Is that reality TV? It's not. It's not. It's from Uh, a movie. It's actually... It's from my favorite movie, When Harry Met Sally. When Harry Met Sally. Uh-huh. It's so good. It's so choice. And it's got Mike Wazowski in it, too. Billy Crystal. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so this next quote has two different people in it, so just be ready for that. Okay. Um, well, that's your opinion. Absolutely, and I'm entitled to it. TV. Yes, it is. Can you name the show? No. Is it Big Brother? Yeah, it is. It's Big Brother 6. Who said it? Um, who was the one who's partnered with Howie? Was her name Rachel? Rachel. Then Rachel Rachel said the second part. They were talking okay. about... Rachel was talking mad, uh, mad trash about Yvette. Oh, yeah. And, like... 
I think it was uh, Yvette's friend. He was like, well, that's your opinion. And she was like, absolutely, and I'm entitled to it. Yeah. It's like, damn, Rachel. Damn, girl. That was the first season I ever watched. That damn Nicole. She t- she doing the thing. Season six is the first season I watched. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You recommended it to me. Yeah. <laughs> and boy, it was a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. This next session uh, section isn't a game, but I put it between two games. It's called Tinfoil Conspiracies. It's a new one we're going to be trying out. Uh, okay. You and I, I found, have some some pretty fun ideas about movies and TV shows and books. And I wanted to give us a chance to air out our conspiracies, our little theories, and maybe debate them a little bit. You know, okay. you know what I'm saying? Okay. So uh, today we're going to talk about one of the theories that uh, I, I noticed. I call it the, the Sinners Survive Theory, and it's from Inf- Marvel Infinity War Part 1. So, I'll give a little background information here. The other night, Egg and I were Snapchatting, as we do. Mm. And I was watching Big Hero 6, and I said, I'm trying to figure out if they survived Thanos' snap or not. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Infinity War. I was like, do they survive? Do they survive? Do they survive? What's going on? I was trying to figure it out. And then Egg, you can continue. Well, I said, Wasabi is his name, right? Wasabi no ginger is the name of the uh, African American. Right. I uh, I said, well, Wasabi definitely didn't survive. That's my thing. I said he didn't survive. He's too innocent. Right. Right. And by that logic, I have a theory that the innocent people died in the snap. Right. And not just innocent people, but that the only people left alive are people that have wronged someone or have like, like, uh, oh, what's the word for like a sin that you have to pay back? They have like, like a sin that they have to pay back. There used to be like a religious word for it. Is it like retribution? Yeah. They need to, they have something they need to like retribute. Okay. So like, okay, okay. so like you look at Iron Man, his weapons are responsible for killing a bunch of innocent people. Okay. Um, he created Ultron, which the whole town yeah, falling from the way. sky. Right. Um, yeah. Who else was left? Black Widow. She says herself that she's got red on her ledger in the first Avengers movie. She's got some stuff she's got to pay back. Rocket's never been a great guy. Like, he's my favorite. He's one of my favorite Guardians of the Galaxy characters. But he's what not a... Captain America? That's the tricky one. Captain America, you have to dig a little bit. Um, Captain America kind of left Tony Stark uh, to, like, fend for himself and beat the crap out of him. Uh... He's kind of responsible for the Winter Soldier getting away a little bit. You know? Okay. Well, here's my theory. Here's, like, 
you theorize that innocent people die. Like, okay, my thing is that nobody's truly innocent except for maybe, you know, a little teenage Groot. But, like, none of them that did disappear are completely innocent. What did Peter Parker do? Oh, you know what he did. <laughs> no, I don't. He, he disobeyed. He doesn't listen. Didn't listen he who? Did. Tony Stark? Right. He's a little kid. Star-Lord is not completely innocent. No, Star-Lord's not completely innocent. Pachala is not innocent. He's responsible for the death of Killmonger. Yeah, but that was self-defense. Listen, if we're gonna if we're gonna get down to like stealing Snickers bars from gas stations, then yeah, nobody's well, completely the innocent. Fact that he kept Wakanda a secret and whatever. You know what? You know what? Whatever. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't think I don't know if that holds a lot of ground. I think it was just the half of everybody in the universe. Right, but. The writer specifically chose the characters that were going to survive. Thanos oh, yeah, killed. They're not going to. They're not going to kill off the main Avengers. The original. You notice all the original Avengers survived. Right. Right. They got to get the band back together. In that manner, you're not going to kill them off in that manner. Right. You know. Right. So then, what about the other characters that live? What do you mean? Well, why keep those guys? Why keep Rocket? Hmm? Because you can't kill off all the you, because like you have to keep some from each franchise alive. Right. No, I get that, but like I think we I can. Think I don't think you do. We can all agree that Star Lord would have been a better choice for the writers. He's got more chemistry with the it's other cast. A logical choice. It would have been the choice that makes sense. Yeah. So why wouldn't the writers keep him? some background characters alive. Mm-hmm. Why do you think they got rid of T'Challa but they kept um, Okoye, you know? Because she's got stuff she has to set right. Like what? What does she have to like set right? Like she betrayed like, she betrayed T'Challa's family. She didn't go with when? them. Back in the first movie, back in she Black Panther, betrayed T'Challa's family. She's, T'Challa's family, little girlfriend, was like, you should come with us. She was like, I have to honor the throne. I have to follow she the throne. She is sworn to the throne. She is not sworn to T'Challa's family. She is sworn to protect who is ever on the throne. And T'Challa lost the throne fair and square to Killmonger. So she was doing her duty by staying loyal to the throne. She knew that Killmonger was planning a massive invasion and could have stopped him at She's any time. Not owned by T'Challa's family. She was being loyal to Wakanda. This this goes beyond staying. No, this goes no, beyond no, that. The to. <laughs> Wakanda would have perished if they tried to invade the entire world. Wakanda kidding me right now. Wakanda treatment is this. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I just want to know if the Hero 6 survived or not, or if they're even in the same universe. Right. Who knows now? We'll never know. Let's see. What what's your list for big hero six characters who you think survived? 
Well, I listed that Baymax survives because he's technically not even alive. He's not like a being. I agree. I agree 100%. Um, I think... What I think Wasabi and Honey Lemon probably got disintegrated. Mm-hmm. I like Honey Lemon, but they're innocent. If you're going by your theory, they're innocent. Mm-hmm. I would say Go-Go probably stayed, and Hero probably stayed. Fred could go either way. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Fred's a bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? We'll never know. We'll never know. Would you be open to a, a live-action Big Hero 6 movie? If it was done well, yes, probably. I like the series. I'm glad they went with the series because I think that these heroes are more suited to the series than a series of movies. I think you can get more accomplished with the series. because. But if they did a Big Hero 6 movie, it would have to be good. Like it's it's gonna end up like any of the Fantastic Four movies. Don't even bother. I agree. Get out of here. Did you Go home. did you hear that the original creators of Avatar: The Last Airbender are making I, yes. a yes? What's what's your feelings? A live action TV series for Netflix. What's your feelings? I hope it's done well. Me too. I hope it is done well because if it is done well, it will be good and like. I think the movie could have been good, but they blew it. Mm-hmm. My, my room. One of my roommates had an interesting point. He was like, "Yeah, I'm cool. I cool. I like Avatar: and The Last Airbender. They're bragging about how it's going to be diverse and how it's not whitewashing. But shouldn't you have more things to brag about your show about?" What was that? He was like, he was like, they're bragging about how it's diverse and how they're not whitewashing. But if your show is really good, shouldn't you have more to brag about? He was like, the original Avatar would, no, whoa, wow, not Avatar. That's offensive. I don't know that, wait, the, the original Avatar was what? Diverse, but it didn't need to like praise itself for being diverse. It had other stuff going on that it could focus on. That's right. I I think whitewashing. I think people like to use that term very like willy-nilly and I don't think they should I agree I'd like so here's my thing if I don't care about when people of minorities portray somebody who's classically white like in the Alexander Hamilton musical I'm cool with all of that because I'm cool with that I'm cool with when that's done the opposite way. Right. Like, I didn't, especially if there's a reason for it. Like, the Death Note. The actor who is suited, whoever can do it the best, should get the part. Preach. And they don't even care in Japan. Japan, they don't care about whitewashing. If you look at at Japanese anime, most of those characters are white. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, they're born in Japan. They're from Japan, but look at them. Netflix does a good job of Netflix does a good job with their TV series and their original programming, so I think that they could do well with the Avatar series. I agree. I have high hopes. You want- just watched Netflix Dis- Disenchanted. You did? You did. I did. It was awesome. You watched it all in one day, correct? Yep. It was the most... Yeah. It was... 
Okay, it's from the makers of Futurama, and I'm not a big fan of Futurama, but I was like, let's just try a fantasy setting and see if that changes anything. It's awesome. It's what? It's awesome. It's killer. Okay. I will probably watch that after I finish Atypical. Good. The ending gets like half serious out of nowhere, and it's buck wild. You were upset. I was upset. They did my my boy dirty. Does not survive. Mm Mm-mm. At least not for now. Right. You got I got some uh, I got some crazy breaking news over here. You wanna you wanna see what's going on? Yes, what's going on? All right. Now I got three stories here coming across my uh, my pen pal's news desk. Uh, oh. First one: novelist who penned "How to Murder Your Husband" essay charged with husband's murder. Oh. So like. Let me let me tell you the story of 68-year-old Nancy Crampton Brophy. She is Are you still there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Sorry, I got really nervous. She is a 68-year-old woman married to a uh, a chef who teaches at the Oregon Culinary Institute or did before Oregon? It, yeah. Okay. She is a self-published author of books of the romantic suspense variety. And most of them star ex-Navy SEALs. Uh, What she put on her website is their books with rugged men, strong women, and a good story. Ooh, right up my alley. Right Right up your alley. Right. I love rugged men. And you sure do. <laughs> and strong you know women. You know how I am about a strong female. Oh, it's your favorite. We could go on and on about uh, Cheryl Blossom. And I got a, I got a Netflix category that says movies featuring strong female leads. And I'm all about it. Can we get a Netflix category that is just shitty movies that are fun to watch with your friends? That'd be good. Because that's my... That's one of my favorite pastimes ever, and it's the only thing Netflix is missing right now. Yep. Other than so How I Met Your Mother. story. Anyways, so on June 2nd, police arrived at the Oregon Culinary Institute uh, after students and instructors arrived to class and found that her husband, Mr. Brophy, uh was dead of a gunshot wound. Uh, the first responders tried to revo- revive him, but he died, and it was investigated as a homicide. Now, you know, the wife is usually the first person they look at here uh, in these kinds of affairs, but um, it's not, it's more like police work. It's more just standard procedure. It's not... Yeah. You know, they're not automatically like, oh, the wife did it. But um, our our dear little uh, Nancy here wrote some very choice things that caught the cop's eyes very quickly. Uh, in one of her romance novels, uh, or not in one of the novels, in like the bio part 
of one of her novels. She wrote that she lives in a uh, in the Northwest and she married a chef, uh, had a fabulous garden, got everything that she hoped for, but then wrote, the old adage is true, be careful what you wish for. When the gods are truly angry, they grant us our wishes. Spooky. Yeah, it's actually a decent bit of writing, if we can be honest here. I kind of enjoy the turn of phrase. But it's kind of, considering the circumstances, it's a little, you know. Hello? Yeah? Somebody called me and put the call on hold, and I was like, don't call me, whoever it is. We've got important podcast work we're doing. I know. So anyway, rude of them. when you told me that she was in Oregon, that surprised me because that sounds like a British murder mystery on like BBC. So I thought that's maybe where it was going, but apparently it's right here in the in the good old land of opportunity. Right. So in 2011, uh, she wrote a blog for the website See Jane Publish. Okay. Uh, it okay. it was titled. How to Murder Your Husband. And I would love to read all of it in its entirety for you, but the post is no longer public. Probably probably because she realized, hey, if I want to murder my husband, I probably shouldn't have the guidelines for how I was going to do it. Was it, it like, I wonder if it was just like How to Murder Your Husband and was like shoot him at his work and leave it <laughs> for students to find i wonder if that's what the because apparently she doesn't know how to do it well like she doesn't know how to get away with it no so although i suppose she didn't it wasn't like how to murder your husband and get away with it no she that, used to watch somewhere viola davis and how to get away with murder probably yes so we do have some experts from the from the text here uh one writes as a romantic suspense writer, I spend a lot of time thinking about murder and consequently about police procedure. And oh God. right away, she just seems way too cocky to get this done right. Yeah. Yeah. You need to, if you're trying to evade police capture, I think you need to be a little more humble about your, your skills. What a crazy lady. Okay. Then she writes, after all, if the murder is supposed to set me free, I certainly don't want to spend any time in jail. What? Nancy, Nancy, Nancy. Nancy, that's just rude. Like your husband, Nancy. your husband probably loves you. He probably cooks for you. Oh, Nancy, what have you done? What have you done, Nancy? Um, in the essay, she gives a list of motives, kind of like a like a smorgasbord for for a little choose your own. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> um, it could be avoiding the financial hit of divorce, um, infidelity. Uh, she wrote that could just be that the wife is a professional contract killer, but I'm not sure that she knows how that works because you do have to get paid by somebody else to kill a third party. You don't just, exactly. you don't just get a bundle of money for like every random person you kill. 
<coughs> she, um... What's, what's the other news stories? All right. She got arrested. All right, I've, I've got one more. Uh, okay. It's called... The title of this is Lunch Ladies Steal Half a Million Dollars from Chicken Who Just Want Their Crappy Chicken Tenders. Okay. So, uh... We're going to hop on over to Connecticut, uh, where police say that there are two, that, uh, two lunch ladies. Oh, okay. Okay. Hold on. Let me start over. We're in Connecticut. The Constitution State. The Constitution State. Constitution, Connecticut. And... I just saw, I just saw that on a license plate today. Oh, cool. Who from Connecticut was up in Wisconsin? You know, I don't know. It was in it was in town on my way home, and I just saw it. Wow. There's people at my school that have Alaskan license plates, and I'm like, get your priorities straight. Anyway. Anyways, so two public schools in Connecticut mysteriously lost $500,000 of lunch money over five years. So that's 1000 every year? No. 10000 $500,000? Yeah, $10,000 every year. How much is How much money went missing? Huh? How much money went missing? Half a million dollars? Half a million. Okay, that's not 10000 buddy. That's 100000 a year. Half a million isn't 100000 a year. No, wait, hold on. If, yes, it is. Half a million is $500,000. Over the span of five years, it's $100,000 a year. Oh, okay. Okay, that's a hundred thousand dollars a year over two schools. So they've so for five years, these two schools were losing five thousand dollars, and they didn't notice. They were losing a hundred thousand dollars or fifty thousand dollars per school. Yeah, how do you not notice? That's a lot of money. That's not like you know ten dollars is missing from the cash drawer. That's like a lot of money. Right in. In, in lunch money, not not like a big like football team fund. Like and it took them, it took them five years to get caught. Five years to crack this case. Really, they should have just stopped at year four and <laughs> just retired. What? You, you how pushed your luck, lunch ladies? They, uh, how far did they want to push this? Were they like five years and and we'll be done? So they're probably like, still they haven't. They, you know, they're probably like they haven't caught on yet. Well, <laughs> yeah, that, I guess that makes sense. Maybe they're just waiting for the sun to get higher so you get more jail time. Mm-hmm. All right, sisters Joanne Passarelli, sixty-one, and Marie Wilson, sixty-seven, surrendered to law enforcement last weekend after warrants were issued for their arrest. Oh my gosh! So these are like it's stereotypical lunch lady stuff. They're, these aren't new kids on the block trying to pay off no. their college debt. These are grandmas who want to shower their like little grandkids in gobstoppers and and lollipops. You got greedy. Got you got greedy. Got greedy. The scheme lasted That's from t- from twenty twelve to twenty seven, uh, twenty seventeen. They robbed uh, cafeterias at the middle school and high school. Wow. Um, each woman is looking like they're going to face up to 20 years in prison. Was it worth it? Can you work it? Can you drop your thing down, flip it, and reverse it? Sure, right, um, <laughs> Both. 
Are you smacking something? Did you fall down the stairs? No. I'm just I'm listening. You're what? I'm just listening to you. All right. Uh, both women have denied the charges because I guess that's what you do. I mean, yeah. you're, you're 67. Going to jail would be pretty bad. Yeah, that's a life sentence probably. Um, Passarelli said, I would never take the money. I know better than that. Um, I don't... You know, with a name like Passarelli, yeah, I don't trust you. You oh. seem like you're probably a shady character. Now, hold on. I'm half Italian myself, and that seems a little bit like profile. You never let anyone... Thank every opportunity to remind us of <laughs> Uh I'm proud listen. Hello? What? So the lunch ladies got caught. The lunch ladies got caught. That's right. That's absolutely right. Just, like, uh, I, like, like, why do you do it? I didn't do it. I'm, I'm going to deny it. I'm going to take this to the grave. I don't know why. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they would take it straight from the registers. Like, I work as a cashier. It's so easy yep. to trace that money, dudes. It is. I did it for six years, and I'm like, why do people even try to steal? You're going to get caught. You are, Blanche. Oh my god, that's funny. Well, I think that's where you should wrap up the show soon. I agree. I I've had a great time as always. Um. Yeah. Let me just stop recording. Well, do you probably want to say your sign off? Oh yeah. Uh. What do I? Well, thanks for coming down, everybody, to our little coffee shop of fun and uh, terror. This has been the Pen Pals. <laughs> on how long it'll take egg to upload this one um you're a sassy little man i'll get it uploaded <laughs> when it's uploaded all right i'll upload I it tomorrow right. anyways thanks for, listening, thanks for listening i'm your pen pal egg uh along with me i'm your pal best gg jess that's right. Y'all have a great day now. Bye. Bye now.